All information contained in this podcast is general in nature and does not consider your individual circumstances. You should consider the appropriateness of this information with regards to your individual objectives, financial situation and needs. Welcome to Sharing More Than The Sheets, a podcast to help you and your partner make better financial and lifestyle decisions so that you can both focus on the things that you love. I'm your host, Michael Curry, financial planner, green thumb, husband, and just dad. As a financial advisor, I'm regularly asked, what's the best super fund? And I hate to be the one to break it to you, but there is no best super fund. The most appropriate way that I can answer that question is probably the best super fund is the one that's the most appropriate to you. And the reason I say that is because it would be like telling somebody what shoes to wear. You know, it's if somebody came out saying that this is the best shoe brand, this is the shoe brand that everybody should be wearing, it would probably be the most misleading comment ever because we all we all have different body shapes and sizes. We have different weights. We walk differently. We have different shoe sizes, foot sizes, sorry. Um, and we all use shoes for different things. Some use them for running, some use them for walking, some use them for standing, some use them just for fashion. So really telling somebody which super fund is the best would be literally like telling them which shoe brand is the best. Um, it all comes down to one's needs. It comes down to someone's personal circumstance. And today I'm going to be giving you some general information. I'd highly recommend you do seek the advice of a financial advisor to receive some personal advice, only because as you start researching this and even just listening to today's episode, you will learn that there's a lot more to it than just looking at a few figures and looking at some fees. Um, And it is a very important decision because sometimes you can make the wrong decision, as I've explained in one of my earlier episodes, and you probably wouldn't even realize for decades later, or sometimes you probably would never realize. So seeking professional advice is so important because this is what we financial advisors do for a living. This is, it's it's our job to understand the market. It's our job to understand the advantages and disadvantages of certain products and certain types of products and super funds. And it's our job to understand what your needs are and to match those needs with a solution. So just to get straight into it, first I'll just talk about the different types of super funds out there. Um, The most common is an accumulation fund. So this is where your money grows and accumulates over time. Um, It would be invested and this is what your employee would normally pay money into. And the returns are determined by how well the investments inside that fund do. The second type is a defined benefits fund. And this type of fund is determined by a formula instead of being based on investment returns. And most of these are corporate or public sector funds. Um, Many are actually closed now to new members. The way they work is the formula looks at essentially how much money has been put in by you or your employer, um, the average of your salary over a period of time before you've retired, and the number of years that you worked for that employer. So it can be quite complicated. Um, Some are actually very good. Um, So as an advisor, sometimes when we come across these, we do recommend that they're not touched and they're just left as they are. Um, But again, it really depends on the way the fund's set up and someone's situation. Uh, The other type is a MySuper account. 
Um, this is a type of account that you can have just with a super fund, um, and it's the default account that your employer will pay super into, unless you choose a different option. Um, legally, employers have to pay superannuation if you're an employee, um, and these types of funds are normally very basic. They've got low fees, very simple features, um, and they've got the, the investment options are life cycle type of options normally, where they sort of adjust as you as you get older. And again, just like any other fund, they have their advantages and their disadvantages. The other thing is that there's, when it comes to retail super funds, these are the types of funds that are normally run by banks uh, or investment companies, uh, but not always. Um, they normally have a wide range of investment options. So instead of having 10 or 15 options, you can have potentially hundreds these are normally the ones that a financial advisor would recommend. But on that note, as an advisor, especially personally, we recommend the fund that's best for you. And, and I say that, for example, if an industry fund suits somebody, personally, I'll have no issues recommending an industry super fund. If it's a retail fund, I'll recommend a retail fund. So it really comes down to, again, what someone's needs are. And with a retail super fund, fees can range. Some are low, some are high. Um, but again, normally when you're paying higher fees, that you get more features for that. Um, and those features, again, could be investment choice. They could be the functionality of the platform when you log in. Um, it could be a few things around tax. Um, and, and again, it's really up to your personal circumstance whether a retail fund suits you. Um, the, the, the other type is, as I said earlier, a and I sort of touched on it briefly, but an industry super fund. Now, the way these work is they normally have some connection to an industry. Um, and most of these are accumulation, but, and, and again, they range from low to medium. And some of them will offer my super accounts, as I said earlier. Um, they are non-for-profit funds. Um, and this means that the profits are put back into the fund. And if you work in a particular industry, sometimes your employer by default will set up an industry super fund for you. Another type is a public sector super fund. And these are normally... Well, these are for government employees. Um, the way these work is, in some cases, your employer will actually be contributing more than the 9.5% minimum. They normally have a few extra features in the way that they work. And they are sometimes, they can be defined in nature as a defined benefits, as I explained earlier. Um, and profits are normally put back into the fund. Corporate super funds are normally arranged by an employer for their employees. Um, and the way these work is that some companies will operate a corporate fund under a board of trustees who they appoint. And these funds will normally be operated by a retail or an industry fund, but are only available to that company's employees. And the way these funds work is because they are normally a larger fund, um, they have a wider, wider range of investment options. Um, some of them can be defined benefits. Otherwise, most are accumulation. Uh, Fees-wise are normally low to medium cost, and but can be higher um, if there's less employees in that corporate super fund. Um, and it's normally run by an employer um, or an industry where they, again, return profits to members. If it's an industry fund um, or if it's retail, the, the fund itself keeps some of the profits. Um, and normally if you have a corporate super fund, in some cases there will be, again, depending on your employer, but there could be various benefits to having that fund, such as low fees. I've had some clients have particular funds like these where they don't pay for 
their insurances in their super. It really depends on the type of arrangement that you have with your employer, if you have this type of super fund. Um, And the other one is a self-managed super fund. And we actually touched on this on one of our recent episodes. Self-managed super funds are probably the complex, they are the most complex of all the different types of super funds. And I'd highly recommend that you do listen to our episode on self-managed super funds because it is one that will really get you thinking because a lot of people do like the idea of managing their own super, but when they understand the ins and outs, they decide it's not such a good idea. Um, Or many, when they hear the ins and outs, think, no, this is definitely something I want to go down. Uh, This is a a path that I want to go down. So it is important to understand how they work um, and I guess the things that you can do with a self-managed super fund. So they're the the types. Um, When looking at a super fund, there are so many different things to consider. Um, And again, you know, it's the, I guess the, the main factor to consider that most people would initially think about is fees. One super fund will always have lower or higher fees than another, but they don't all have the same fees. I'll personally put in a word of caution that fees... While fees are very important, um, they are just one factor to consider. Um, And paying low fees is one thing, but if all the other boxes aren't ticked, then that most likely is not the most appropriate fund for you. These podcasts have been brought to you by Better Financial Planning Australia. To book a free 15-minute phone chat, visit betterfinancialplanning.com.au. Another thing to consider is performance comparing a fund's performance. Now, again, a lot of caution comes into this area as well, because most, if not every super fund will tell you, there'll be a little disclaimer at the bottom when they talk about performance, explaining that past performance is not an indicator of future performance. And I can't stress that fact enough. Just because a fund's performed really well in the last three or four years, or the last 10 or 20 years, does not mean it's going to perform just as well over the next three, four or 20 years. Another thing as well as when comparing performance between super funds, um, there can be a few, I guess, a few issues with that because sometimes you can compare one fund that has a balanced option, compare another fund in its balanced option and find that one's performing much better than another. But something to keep in mind and something that you need to check is in what us advisors check is what the asset allocation of a fund is. Just because two funds are called balanced, it doesn't mean they're made up of the same thing. That's probably the easiest way to explain it. It would be like it'd be like saying these two cars are sedans, yet this one's a lot faster than the other. I wonder why. Um, so balanced is literally just the name of the fund. So sorry, of the investment option. The asset allocation is how that fund is is how that investment option is made up of. So for example, one fund could be a lot more aggressive than the other. So really, in the eyes of Superfund A, while they're balanced, Superfund B would call that a growth fund. And if a fund has a lot more shares in it, for example, or growth assets such as shares and property, then it's in good times, it's most likely going to be performing a lot better than a fund that has a lot less of those types of assets. So again, a massive word of caution when comparing performance, because there are so many factors that come into play when looking at this. The other thing is insurance, life insurance. Uh, Most super funds will normally have three types of insurance, Um, life insurance, 
also known as death cover, total permanent disability cover or TPD, you'll see, um, or income protection. And we'll look when looking at these, again, while they are important, just like super funds, there are so many different variables. Um, and this is where real financial advice helps because there, there's different premiums, there's different amounts of cover. But the other thing is that there's definitions, there are exclusions, there are, there's basically the fine print that will determine which insurance cover is better for you. Because if you read the product disclosure statements, you will know the difference. But does everybody read the product disclosure statements? Um, as advisors, we do, because it's our job to understand them. But will you really read two product disclosure statements or three or four, each one probably 60, 70, 80 pages, and then really put your hand on your heart and say that you understand which insurance is better than the other? You know, So the point I'm getting to is that there are differences between insurances. And again, I've mentioned some points to consider, but there are some pitfalls to be to, to be aware of. The other thing is the investment options. So different super funds will have different investment options. Um, some will offer several, some will offer hundreds. And typically speaking, there's a, a growth fund, balanced, conservative, cash, um, ethical, my super. Uh, these are investment options that, deter, you know, the, the name of them sort of gives away how they function and the the difference between them. But essentially, when you're looking at growth, balanced, conservative, it, the question is just more, what percentage of your super is going to be more invested than others? Um, and again, as an advisor, the way we have this discussion is we'll normally do a, a risk profile tolerance questionnaire, or we'll ask some questions about risk to see how much risk A, someone's comfortable taking on, um, B, how much risk they're willing to take on, and see to tie that to that person's goals to see whether it's appropriate or not. And doing this research and having this discussion is very important to understand which investment option is best for you. Because again, I've said this before, what suits one person may not and most likely does not suit another. And, and this is where it's important to, to look at these different factors. Uh, the other thing as well is some super funds offer different services than others. Again, it's important, and this sort of ties into features that I spoke about earlier. There are some websites that allow you to compare super funds um, and performance and fees, but again, it's as I said earlier, it would be it's it's very difficult to, to get it right. Um, I, I would say doing research is better than no research, and but at the same time, I'll I'll always say that professional personal financial advice will ensure that you are making the best decision. And, and, and the, the last thing somebody wants, to, the last thing anybody wants to do is to do some research, make a decision, and then look back 20, 20 years later and figure out they shouldn't have probably done that. The other thing as well is when using websites to compare super funds. Personally, I'd be, again, I'd be very cautious um, in case one super fund or, sorry, one website or one blog or especially if you're looking at social media, might prefer one over the other. Um, so sometimes there could be a commercial interest with advertisements. So you just need to be really careful and just do proper research and not just look at one website, but look at several websites. That's if you're not seeking financial advice. If you don't choose a super fund, um, your employer will normally choose one for you. Um, and the reason for that um, is because they have to pay super um, if you're an employee. Um, so that's, again, very, very important um, to ensure that 
you know, it is very important to ensure that you're with a fund that is appropriate to you. Um, otherwise, your employer will just choose a fund for you. Uh, we're very lucky um, in this country that there are a lot of laws um, around the way superannuation is managed um, and that you should have some peace of mind. And I say the word should have some peace of mind knowing that if your superannuation has been put into a fund, it's most likely growing over time. Um, but again, without proper financial advice, you normally don't know um, and you're most likely just guessing. So if it's been a while since you looked at your super, um, I'd highly recommend that you call your super fund, ask some questions, speak to a financial advisor, uh, pull up your statements, try to get online access. Uh, most super funds, if not all of them that I'm aware of, will provide online access of some sort. So if you can even log in and have a look as to how your super's performing, what's in it, what your balance is, what features, what insurances you have in there, I'd highly recommend you do it. If you have time, please read the product disclosure statement. In fact, I'd recommend everybody reads the product disclosure statement. Have a look at the ins and outs of, of your super because while your super balance today may not be as high as you'd like it to be, could be 20,000, could be 50, could be 100. Over time, superannuation is going to grow um, and it's going to grow a lot faster than you think. ASFA, the Association of Superannuation Funds of Australia, this recent statistics as of the end of September 2020 quarter, state that superannuation assets total $2.9 trillion. $2.9 trillion, that is humongous. And year by year, that figure is only increasing. So I can assure you, superannuation is very, very important. And most people listening to this podcast may be decades from retirement. But I can't stress enough the importance of knowing what your superannuation is doing understanding where it is and making sure that it's appropriate to your needs and to your goals. And as I said earlier, whether you like it or not, your employer is most likely paying super into your account. If you're aged over 18, earning more than $450 a month, and you're regarded as an employee for tax purposes, your employer must pay super. And the superannuation at the moment, uh, the uh, Super, superannuation guarantees was originally set at 3%, rose to 9% in July 2002, and then 9.5% in July 2014. Um, and it's expected for this rate to increase by 0.5% a year from July 2021 until it reaches 12% in the 2025 2026 financial year. But these figures can also change depending on government changes um, and legislative changes as well. So I hope today's helped. Um, as I said, it's uh, superannuation is a big part of most people's lives. Um, and it is also a part of most people's lives that they don't actually understand. Um, and for many, it's sometimes easier just to ignore things and just to leave them. But again, I'm hoping today's episode has encouraged you to look into what you have and to ensure that your super is being as super as it should be. Pardon the pun. Thanks for joining us on Sharing More Than The Sheets. Please make sure you subscribe to be updated with future episode releases. Please visit us at sharingmorethanthesheets.com.au to submit questions or requests for future podcast topics. These podcasts have been brought to you by Better Financial Planning Australia. To book a 15-minute phone chat, visit betterfinancialplanning.com.au.